Vice Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is the Brad Law. And quarterbacks are announcing that they're going to hit the portal left and right, Brad Law. And it sounds like on the Auburn side, starting quarterback Peyton Thorne is going to stay put. We'll see if that happens, but that's kind of what the feel is. That's not the case throughout the rest of college football. So the big one they hit just a few minutes before we sat down to record, Grayson McCall, the quarterback at Coastal Carolina, has been very successful there. He entered the portal a year ago, and he couldn't make it work academically. At least that was the story, both when he visited Auburn and visited Florida. It sounds like there was mutual interest both between those schools and him, but they couldn't get it to work academically. Now it seems like he's graduated, and it, it, there's a lot more freedom with that because he doesn't have to worry about progress towards degree mm -hmm. anymore. At least that's the assumption and some of the early reports on this. Does Grayson McCall make Auburn better, Bradlaw? That's a good question. And before we get to that question and any other question, you have to answer the question is, do you need yes. a new quarterback? You do. You need a new quarterback. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Boy, we're going to just, all right, let's take the gloves off right from the start then and, and talk about this. But And it's not even about Peyton Thorne, Brad. I, I think it's about anytime there's a portal window mm -hmm. as a coach and as a staff, as an NIL collective, whatever it may be, you have the opportunity to make your roster better. Okay. And I think that's an opportunity. So anytime there's a quarterback that enters the portal that you think could convert Auburn's season to more wins in 2024, you have to reach out to them. I agree with that. Okay. Now, let's talk a little about Peyton before we talk about some of these other guys. And I do want to talk about these other guys because I think okay. – I think this is a really productive conversation. And I think it's a conversation as a fan you ought to have with yourself and with other fans like two or three times a year. You do it at the beginning of the portal madness. You do it around spring, before or after, and then again right before the season because you can evaluate the program at various stages based on the answer to this question. Here's the okay. question. All right. What are the realistic expectations for year two under Hugh Freeze at Auburn? Is the realistic expectation – 12 and 0 regular season. Is it 10 and 2? Is it 8 and 4? What is the realistic expectation, not hope? What do you think's real for year two? All right, let's talk about that first. And I'll ask you that question. Six and six regular season, year one. What do you look for year two? Uh it's, it's total wins. Yep. Eight and four, sure. nine and three. I think that's what we're okay. looking at in year two. Can you get there with Peyton Thorne? Yes. Okay. I think so, too. Doesn't necessarily mean you don't go out and try to improve the roster, but I, I do think you have to answer the question is, can you get to your goals? And maybe goals and expectations are different, right? Maybe that's a, another 100%. I mean, I think the yeah. goal is 12-0. and 0. You want the Iron Bowl to mean something regarding the SEC standings at the end of it. Like, that's the yeah. goal, right? Yeah. And that's I'm not expecting that this upcoming yeah. season, but that is the goal for everybody that's going to be in this in this locker room and on this roster in 2024. Yeah, yeah I, I think Auburn can go nine and three with Peyton Thorne next year. Now, a right. lot would need to happen. I think these freshman wide receivers would need to play like juniors and seniors in their yeah. first year on the planes. And I think you need you need a few transfer offensive linemen. You need to really fix up the defense because there's going to be a lot of holes just because a lot of talent could be leaving. A, it's 
a lot of that's outside of Peyton Thorne. But I would say that the percentage isn't as high as if this team was being led by a Grayson McCall mm. or a Riley Leonard or a Cam Ward. And so to me, the job of everybody who's involved with roster management, and that's a bunch of people, your job is to get, all right, what percentage? Like, okay, yeah. this this guy gives us, you know, 4% better chance to go 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two in yeah. 2024. So, yes, the answer to your question is yes. Auburn can go 9-3 and three with Peyton Thorne, but I think the chances are better if they look somewhere else. Okay. I'm going to stay with Peyton just for a little bit longer in this conversation and ask what you need from your quarterback to accomplish your goals next year. What level, what sort of, and again, give me some rope on this because it is these are hypothetical situations and every game is different, as the former head coach used to say, every game's a little different. Sure. So I got all that, but just give me a baseline. What's the expectation for the quarterback? Give me an expected, like an acceptable stat line for the quarterback for a season in general terms to have that kind of success. I think in modern modern day offense, I think Auburn's passing stats should look like an above average passing stat. I, I would love to have a quarterback that could average 200 to 250 yards per game, which I don't think okay. is asking for that much. But, th you know, it just seems so far away. Yeah. Right now, do you have Peyton's or yeah, do you have Peyton's passing yards per game in front of you by chance? So I have starting with Mississippi State. And again, give me a little rope, okay? Sure. Starting with Mississippi State, where the offense, where where the coaching staff, it feels like finally said, "This is who we're going to be." Totally, one hundred percent. We're going to move forward in this direction. Got right? it. Peyton completed. This includes the Iron Bowl too. Uh, he completed sixty-four percent of his passes, and over five games, eight hundred twenty-six yards. So that's not two hundred fifty a game. Obviously, it's not two hundred. Right. It's not two hundred a game. It's not even 200 a game if you take the Alabama game out and he raises his percentage up to 69.5%. Nice. Set, yeah, set, thank you. 735 yards over four games. Still not quite 200. Ten touchdowns, four interceptions over those last five games. If you take Alabama out of it, it's 9-2. and two. Mm -hmm. That 4.5 to 1 is not a bad ratio. He also rushed 64 times for 261 yards over those last five games. So an average of 13 carries and 52 yards per game, a major factor yeah. in the running attack over those last five games when the identity was a little more on brand with what we expect it to be going forward. So my question to you is 65-ish percent, this also doesn't factor in drops, right? If you figure in an improved receiving core, and I don't have the drops for those last five, but if you give them like half, mm -hmm. half of the drops, that's a 50-50 rate. And, and an SEC caliber receiver is going to catch the ball at a better than 50-50 rate. Um, that percentage is hovering around 70 in all likelihood. Sure. And I don't think, I don't think completion percentage is Peyton's issue. I just think yeah. it's uh, I, as a as a quarterback or as anybody on offense, your goal, and I grew up watching Tom Brady, and so he said this all the time, is you want to make the defense defend every blade of grass. Mm -hmm. And Peyton's not going to offer that. He's not. But you can still win. You can win games with Peyton Thorne. I, I I just I don't know if I'm necessarily buying 
that it's like the best option for you to do that. I'm trying to find his adjusted completion percentage. I'll have yeah. that for you in a second. All right. And that, and are you basing that on downfield throws? You don't think he has either the arm or accuracy or both for downfield throws? His adjusted completion percentage for the entire year was 71.1. So yeah. the, the last five games that you're talking about, I assume would be higher. Just, yeah. just shooting from the hip on that. Probably around 75 or, or better. Maybe. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. You take yeah. that. I, I think it's a just total approach to the game. Brad, I, I don't know if it's one thing specifically other than just eye test where like this guy's decent, but to go nine and three in the SEC, you got to be like, you got to be really good. Yeah, You got to be really good. And I don't know. I don't know if Peyton is really good. I think he's right. decent. And I, I don't think he was put into a situation to succeed for the majority of the season. The quarterback carousel thing was the weirdest thing ever. I'm glad yeah. that, that appears to be done. What a bizarre era that was. And also just the the receivers, the guys that he was throwing to. I mean, you, it finally feels like you've got a guy you can rely on, Rivaldo Fairweather, and he just had a rough iron ball. I hate it for him, and I'm sure he yeah. hates it more. I'm sure he hates it more than any of us. And so now my question is like, okay, well, let's assume the receivers get better. They're going to get younger, it appears. Mm -hmm. But assuming you flip Cam Coleman from Texas A&M, which I, I'm predicting will happen, assuming you lock everything down with Perry Thompson, and Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons, and you roll into the season with those four guys, I think three of them play a substantial role in this offense. Mm -hmm. Is that enough to help your quarterback take that next step? It could be. I think that's better than what we had this past season. Yeah. But once again, to me, it's not about can Peyton Thorne do it, because I think he can. It's I think these other guys have a higher chance to be able to do it than yeah. what Peyton Thorne can do. All right. That's fair. I, I And I respect that that viewpoint. I'll t and speaking of respect, I, I will say this. I really loved seeing the way Peyton ran the ball the last month of the season, especially. My man didn't slide a single time in the Iron Bowl. And you know this from watching Tom Brady and, and a lot of other. When your quarterback shows that level of toughness, right, it shows sort of an embracing of this is my team and yeah. I will do what is necessary for my team. I mean, Every that those were some huge hits, some tough yards, and some big times in that game. And so, what I don't want to be guilty of is is basing it off one game. Um, I just think there's such a big difference between the first half of the year and the second half of the year. Would we agree maybe that his worst game was Texas A&M? Probably. Cal was pretty bad. Yeah. A&M, sure. LSU was really bad. Okay. But sure. I mean, if I'm Randy. not going to argue if you say Texas A&M was the worst game. Sure. All right. Would November Peyton Thorne have fared better at Cal or at Texas A&M? Would those games have looked any yes. different? And, and let's let's zoom out because I don't think this yeah. is all about Peyton Thorne. Just like it's not all about the quarterback, right? I think we both right. agree there. I think I think in November Auburn decimates Cal, mm -hmm. and I think they beat Texas A&M. Yeah. And actually, I think the Auburn team from the last few weeks. If they play Ole Miss again, I think they win. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And who knows what happens against Georgia? That's a one-score game, and you were protecting sure. your defense. But but you did run the ball really effect. Like I don't know how much different the game plan looks mm -hmm. beyond what you were able to do against them. So yeah, the defense still gives you a chance though because yeah. they got better over the course of the season, with the exception of you know a few a few blimps on the schedule. But yeah, yeah, no. So uh, 
I, I think regardless of what you do, what Auburn does at the quarterback position, Brad, yeah, you, the viewer, the listener, you've got to go to mybookie.ag for all of your bets, for all of your sports bets. They've got a casino. They've got everything going on. It's championship weekend, Brad, for college mm -hmm. football. Let's just quit messing around. Yeah. Look, you've been on the fence all season. I can tell you watching right now. You've been like, man, my bookie does sound nice. I can bet anywhere. They've got a great mobile app. Just do it. Mybookie.ag. Use promo code next round. You're going to get some extra money to play with. You're going to be, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this all season. You're welcome. Once again, mybookie.ag. Use promo code next round. Are you good on Peyton? Can, can we talk about Grayson now? Or are there a few Let's, more Peyton Thorne points no, that you want to touch on? We're, we're, we're good. good. Let, yeah, moving right along. Grayson McCall, we touched on on the top of the show, Brad. There was mutual interest between Hugh Freeze and Auburn and Grayson McCall. Couldn't make it happen, so he went back to Coastal. He took care of everything he needed to take care of now. The timing makes sense, right? The timing makes sense because Auburn needs, I think, one more year of either it's Peyton Thorne for another season or a Grayson McCall, or some other older quarterback that's got one year left of eligibility. And then I think you turn into a true quarterback competition between Hank Brown and Walker White next year. I think that's the perfect scenario regarding timing, and then you get multiple seasons with whoever wins that job as a starter. To me, this is a no-brainer that Auburn needs to reach out. I don't know, though, Brad. I don't know if he's plan A. I don't yeah. get the feeling that Grayson McCall is plan A, but the fact that that may be a fallback plan for this coaching staff, I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, once again, even if Grayson McCall comes, and we'll talk about KJ Jefferson in a second, those guys are obviously transferring somewhere where they hope that they can start, where they expect to start. Yeah. My understanding is Peyton Thorne's not backing down. He's not going to transfer just because somebody else transfers here or Auburn's looking elsewhere. He gets the business. He gets the fact that Auburn is always trying to make their roster better at every position. So my understanding is Payton's going to go through spring regardless, and yeah. then he may make a decision after that. That's that's kind of what I've been told. And to me, I think that is perfect for Auburn. Generate competition over the spring, because we all knew what was going to happen last spring. Yeah. It's like, well, Robbie and TJ are here, and Holden and it's like, well, TJ's going to transfer. Why is he even getting snaps, right? And the feeling was, well, they're going to go out and get somebody in the portal anyway. And so yeah. now we're not wasting a spring when it comes to quarterback development. So regardless of who they bring in, if it's a Grayson McCall, if it's a KJ Jefferson from Arkansas, whoever it may be, it's it's a much better situation than where we were a year ago. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and let's talk Grayson McCall here for a moment. It's hard to argue against career stats like what he has put up. And he had the injury, so he was limited this year midway through the season. Didn't play in the month of November or late in October, his career completion percentage is at 70. Like, that's not that's not a game. That's four seasons worth. That's a yeah. body of work. Right. That's a big old body of work. 70%. I love 10, big bodies. <laughs> when you can't lie. Um, 10,000 yards, 88 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Six of those came this season. Prior to that, 2021 and 22, he was averaging like 25 touchdowns and three interceptions mm -hmm. per year. Now, he has done that against the schedule that Coastal Carolina plays. And the schedule that Coastal Carolina plays, as we all know, is 
colossally different from the schedule that Auburn plays. The the talent is different. The environments are different. It's all very different. Pro scouts like him a lot, 6'3", 220. Um, But that's sort of the, here's why you'd be excited. And here's why you'd still be just a little bit cautious about having Grayson McCall run your offense. By the way, wherever he decides to go, there's going to be reasons to be really excited and optimistic and reasons to still be a little hesitant. Yeah, yeah. I love the personality match of Grayson McCall at Auburn. He would feed off of the energy inside Jordan-Hare Stadium so much, Mm -hmm. so much. And I think think that would be infectious, much like I thought Peyton Thorne matched from a personality standpoint, match the Auburn energy, but it's different. I think Peyton Thorne is very focused, very, you know, this is the task at hand. Mm-hmm. And I think Auburn people really love that and respect that, that he, you know, this was a business decision for him. And I think they appreciate it. Grayson, I think would be very mo- much more of a, um, just want to scream and just, you know, get into the action and just feed off of the energy and hype the crowd up after a big play. And I, I think Auburn would appreciate that as well. I think both of those things can exist yeah. here at Auburn. So we'll see. From a personality standpoint, though, I think he would leave uh, with the Auburn people absolutely loving him. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And I'm I'm so and a lot of this has to do with other pieces that decide to come back and would be playing with him too. Sure. How how much do you think Auburn's 2024 quarterback impacts recruits who may or may not decide or how much do you think the quarterback impacts other transfers who may want to come in for for the 2024 season? Do you think that care that there's a lot of carry to that or or do you think it's a fairly independent move? No, I, I think it matters. I think it matters. I'm sure receivers want to know who's going to be throwing them the football. And if Hugh Freeze could say, hey, it's either going to be Peyton Thorne or insert other experienced transfer quarterback's name here, I said, okay, all right, so it's going to be a true competition. They're both going to want to get me the football in practice. This makes sense. This makes Mm -hmm. sense for me to come there. So, yeah, yeah, I think it does matter. Probably some positions more than others. Like, does a defensive lineman in the transfer portal care who the quarterback is? Probably not. Right. Probably not. I mean, it's like, okay, y'all are going to do something over there. You know, y'all are focused on improving that position. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to worry about my job, but it's great that y'all are focused on that. I, I, I think that I think outside of receiver, maybe offensive line. Um, I, I don't think it yeah. impacts it that much. Do you? No, I, I don't. Not. I mean, unless it's a, unless it's a grad transfer, somebody who's got one year left, then it may matter to them. But I think the bulk of this receiving core is going to be the freshman class um, or returners who have more than more than one year left. So I, I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. I think the same thing for offensive linemen too. But um, I, we all sort of expected Grayson McCall's name to be a part of the conversation, didn't we, this, yeah. this offseason? Yeah. We did not expect, I didn't expect K.J. Jefferson's name to be a part of the conversation. But first, we're talking about new quarterbacks coming. Speaking of new quarterbacks coming, let's talk about Manscaped. Um because Manscaped is running a special right now. If you are our viewer and you go to manscaped.com, right? Uh, you need to be coming over to manscaped.com and use the promo code VICE. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping <laughs> on any order when you use the promo code VICE. Now, they have their lawnmower 
uh, 5.0 package right now, which is available for you. It's the ultimate bundle for the man who deserves it all. In this special sack, you're going to get the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, plus Manscapes Liquid Formations and two free gifts. In addition to that, listen, if all you're looking for, you're not worried about the South Pole, right? You're not worried about the South Pole. You're worried about things a little further north. I still use every week my handyman compact face trimmer. I used to be, I was, you know, look, I'm late to the game. Okay. I'll admit it. I still had to do a couple of times a week, the old lather razor nonsense. It's a pain. The handyman is just, it's so convenient. It's a quick little 20 seconds or so, a couple of times a week. And I'm ready to go. You can get that as well for 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com. Manscaped, the very best in men's grooming. They keep getting better. Awesome. KJ Jefferson, I don't think is a fit in this offense. Okay. But it'd be a lot of fun to think about some of the things that Hugh Freeze could work into the offense with that style of quarterback. Because he's mobile, right? He can move really well. We talked about how to defend KJ. Yeah. Leading into the Auburn Arkansas game. He's not a guy who's going to get it and, you know, go work for the edge, kind of similar to what Robbie does. He's going to go up the middle and put mm -hmm. more stress on the linebackers. And so you have to defend him differently. Be fun. And he's a good passer. He's a, he's a good passer. You talk about accurate. Um, KJ can do a lot of different things to, uh, to make you have to respect him in different ways as a defender. So it's a fun conversation to have. 65% is his career completion percentage, 7,900-plus career passing yards, and that's really three full seasons as a starter. He has three seasons of 2,000 or more passing yards, 2,600-plus um, in 21 and 22. 2,100 this year was injured very early in their last regular season game. Um, 19, I'm sorry, 67 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Like Grayson McCall, K.J. Jefferson had the most interceptions in his career this past season, the, the 2023 season. Um, and a QBR, Grayson McCall's QBR for his career is like 175 plus, and K.J. Jefferson's is at 153.5. Uh, Peyton Thorne's best year at Michigan State was in the 140s. So, again, just numbers for the sake of discussion, they don't ultimately mean the difference in wins and losses, ultimately, because every game is different. But mm -hmm. yeah, KJ Jefferson, 6'3, 250. He's hard to tackle, but like he's not quick either. The yeah. challenge is just getting him to the ground. You can get to him a little more easily. He's not as evasive or elusive, but he's very, very hard to actually wrestle to the ground. Yeah, I love this also just for how it impacts Arkansas. Things are not good in Fayetteville. And yeah. some of them, some Arkansas fans are excited about the new offensive coordinator. We'll see how that works out. But Arkansas comes to Jordan-Hare Stadium. And I just think that game got a little bit easier in 2024 with no KJ Jefferson. I like that. I like, I think this is the net positive for Auburn regardless of where KJ Jefferson goes. Yeah. We'll see who they get. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve that until we find out who they bring in because who, who Arkansas brings who Arkansas, in Arkansas. Yeah, who who do they replace him with? Do they there's no way they're better than KJ Jefferson? There's no way. Ooh. Okay. I don't I'm not saying they definitely will, 
I just I, I want to wait and see. I want to wait and see who they get. Uh, to you know, the shine is not on Bobby Petrino the way that it used to be. Right? Um, are people excited to play for him? I I don't. Are people excited to go play for Sam Pittman right now? Yeah, probably not. I can't. No, see that's a, a good point. I can't see a quarterback that's just like in a situation where he needs to prove it one last year to go to the NFL, choosing to go to Arkansas yeah. right now. No, that's a good point. That yeah, that's a good point. All right. Okay, fine. You won me over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I expected Auburn to win that game anyway, but um, yeah, me, me too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it does get a little easier. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. I love the portal. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's so much fun what it's done to make college football even more of a year-round sport to kind of yeah. what, mimic what the NFL has done. In fact, there's two windows makes it incredible as well. I get why coaches hate it because yeah. I was talking about it earlier and I was making a list at AuburnDaily.com about the guys who left in like the COVID year and who all has eligibility left and all. And it's just, uh, you don't know. Like you don't know how many guys you have. I mean, it's it's a wild, wild scenario. I mean, there's a million different things. Like I was talking with somebody about, I, I know at one point there was a conversation about uh, Messiah Nassili Kite, mm -hmm. Auburn's transfer defensive lineman this past year, who this was his last year of eligibility, but there was talk about him wanting to potentially pursue a waiver because he got hurt. Yeah. And so like asking about that, and I don't have an answer on that if they're still pursuing that or not, but it's just like there's so many different caveats for like every single player on your yeah. roster that, that's just got to yeah. be crazy. I, I imagine Hugh Freeze sits in his in a room, I guess his office, with like a whiteboard with a million different names. I've been like very unique situation for every single one of them. I bet that's I bet that's unreal. Yeah, that's not a thing where AI can can pull an analog and and run numbers and and just have you a quick answer. It's nope. uh, that's, that's it's correct. a lot more complicated than that. It's easier to figure out a Rubik's cube than it is your roster situation in November and December. Yeah, it's wild. Brad, I think that about does it for today's show, my friend. It does. Appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.